This weekend will forever be etched into the memories of Tipperary people far and wide. Their first Munster Championship in 85 years was a poignant moment when you take into account it was 100 years ago this weekend after Bloody Sunday where a son of the county, Michael Hogan, was gunned down along with 13 others by Crown Forces in Crow Park. Hello and welcome to the GAA Show and to mark that famous win, I am delighted to be joined by one of the Premier County's famous sons, former forward and the first Tipperary footballer to win an All-Star back in 1998. Declan Brown, how are you? Good, we're good. We're very good today, actually, yeah. I'd imagine so, I'd imagine so. We talked a little bit uh, earlier on, we were talking to Stephen King and Michael Hannon about Calvin and their victory yesterday, and I, it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating thing in the GA because for, it's a bit like the number 16 bus, we wait so long for these fairy tale stories to come along, and then in the one day we get two such fantastic ones. But for Tipperary in particular, what yesterday meant to the Premier County, what did it mean? It's it's very hard to describe, Pierce. You know, we we've been waiting for this day for for so long. Um, we've had near misses, and we thought, you know, that the, the longer this wait went on, you know, the, the further away we're getting from this day. So for it to come out of the blue in such a way, you know, it's, it's been it's been brilliant. Um, there's no point in any different. You know, texting old mates and old teammates and calling them and you know reminiscing and you know it's 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 just after hitting every heartstring in 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 football. Um, similar to Cavan as well. You know, obviously Cavan didn't have to wait as long as we did, but um, like it's it's 85 years. It's like it's chapter closed now. It's done and busted and we can we can drive on again you know and we're just delighted that we've we've witnessed this i guess i spoke to a good mate of mine uh, an old selector of mine pg savage who was heavily involved in Tipperary football for the last 50 or 60 years and he thought he'd never see this day so like for those kind of people it's it's incredible but as well as that i think though from everybody from the outside of tipperary the one thing that i took and the one thing that was particularly fascinating was i don't think we fully understood and realized the um, the history behind Tipperary football and I don't mean that as any disrespect to the to the sport in the county but when you take into account what happened 100 years ago when you take into account the last one in, in 1935 and before that they were a force what does this mean now for bringing on the sport for someone like yourself who's you know battled through with that county as, as achieved your personal accolades Will we start to see Tipperary, the sleeping giant, wake up again? It's very hard, you know, Pierce. Like this, this uh, current group, you know, they they're on the road together now, 10, 12 years more, even going back to underage development squads back in 07, 08, 09. Um, that's when this, you know, this um, this wagon started to to roll, and it, it got on a great, great roll. And you know, when you we, you had players back then who wanted to play for Tip who were encouraged to play for Tip and, you know, to win an All-Ireland minor title probably three or four years into this d- development um, cycle was massive, you know. So it, it kind of really proved that if you put the work in, put the time in, put the effort in, you can achieve big things. And the fact that that game came about so quick in the in the cycle, you know, it gave us, it gave us all renewed energy and, and, you know, it gave us massive pride, but it also said that hey we might be around here for in the next seven or eight years you know you know i remember going back to 93 94 um played two months finals in a row we thought maybe we kick on from there we played in 98 99 with fabulous teams um 
we didn't really kick on. Obviously, the structures were different. They were knockout back then. Um, 2002, we got to the Munster final, should have beaten Cork the first day, beaten in a replay. We fell away again after that. So, you know, it's it's very important, you know, that, that you do try and keep everything, keeping the show going. Um, but, you know, the, the underage structure at the moment probably aren't the same as they were 10 or 12 years ago. So that's probably the worrying part. So if we can keep these guys together, this group together for another three or four years, and try and get things going again. You know, we 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 won't be going away anywhere, but that's going to be very hard. It is, it will be hard, you know. So, but hopefully. And just on yourself, you've been in the situation. You've spearheaded that forward line for many years. Yesterday, there was two new legends wrote themselves into the Tipperary forward ranks alongside your name and the likes of Quinlevin and Connor Sweeney. If you can try and talk us through, maybe what. From a forwards perspective, you being in their position, leading the forward line, what does it mean for them? How do you go about leading, particularly Conor Sweeney as captain? Well, Conor, like like these guys, you know, I suppose some people are talking that they're, they're after coming out of the blue, you know, but like these lads, like Michael Quinlivan has done it since 11, 11, since the minor final, you know, like score a penalty into the Hill 16 and the Dublin crowd roaring at you to, to, to nearly win an All-Ireland minor title, you know, so that's, it just shows you the, 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 the calibre of that guy, but, you know, they have been around, um, like, 2016 was, you know, personally, again, Michael getting all-star with brilliant possible as well back then, so that's probably, that's four years ago, five championships ago, so it's not, it's not something new or something that's coming out of the blue, um, and I think, like, tip football, when we're going well, we play with abandon, we just, we just go for it, we enjoy it, um, and you can see that with, with, with Michael, Quinlivan's cheeky smile after scoring, you know, an unbelievable point that those lads were enjoying it. Um, Connor, Connor Sweeney probably would have took a lot of a lot of stick back in the early days for not being consistent enough. Um, but my God, since 2016, has he he's been incredible for Tip. He has led us, he has led us from from the top. You know, he's he's been brilliant. And for him to be captain, you know, even the speech and even the way he talks, conducts himself, it's it's a credit to himself. You know. Um, Nothing seems to phase him, um, and the two guys got into the game very early yesterday, so we knew we were onto something when when that happened. Because um, previous games it was slow burners, slow starting, and they found it hard to get into it. So they had two or three points from play, kicked maybe four points between them in the first seven or eight minutes, which which really helped, you know. In terms of the forward play, then obviously those two spearheaded the attack, but there was some really great performers as well there in the likes of Brian Fox and. And of course, Colin O'Reardon coming along yesterday and pulling a performance out of the skies. What impressed you about the forward play yesterday from Tipperary? Well, to be honest, like any forward will tell you, it's, it all depends on the ball coming in and how well the lads are doing outside. Um, we were set up structurally, we were unbelievable structure yesterday. Like our defence knew what they were at. You know, Cork came at us, we turned them over, and we delivered a quick ball. We kind of bypassed midfield when we turned over the ball. So the ball going into the lads was was um, was brilliant and it was on a plate for him at times. Um, but like people forget, like, you know, in my time, you'd be a small lad in time trying to win a 50-50 ball. Like Quinn Levin and, and Sweeney are big men. So, you know, they can accept in any ball and they'll fight for it and they'll win it. So, um, so when that's happening and the lads know that this ball is going to come in, you know, I think they're, they're those who are a match for anyone in the country. It, but, but and again, your, your backs would probably tell you, tell you the same thing that, when the forwards are working hard and your midfield is kind of on top, it makes their life easier. So I think Tip played on the, the front foot for most of the game um, yesterday. Probably didn't put the game to bed as quickly as we, we, we should have had, 
But when you have that kind of, uh, I won't say dominance around the middle field, but you're breaking even and you're turning over ball, um, you know, the likes of Quinn Livingston Sweeney will go to town. And obviously Colin O'Reardon coming back was was massive, you know. Um, probably probably was a difference of, um, you know, coming down to home straight, he probably a difference and probably, probably the reason why we won the match. That game yesterday, it, as you mentioned, it was about the forwards working hard. It was about the delivery of the ball. When in the in that game did you start to think, I think we could actually nick this? Or were you maybe before the game thinking, people, are, people aren't giving us um, enough respect here? Well, I, wouldn't, I won't say it was respect, really, but they, like, we were rank outsiders. And I, I, that, that kind of bugged me a small bit that where was this coming from? Like, these are... Two teams in Division Three. I know Cork got promoted, but like they played in the league match in in Thurles back in February, and a tip scored 21 points. Still lost the game by a point because we conceded three goals against Cork. So I just couldn't see where. So it, obviously it's the it's the stigma of beating Kerry and, and knocking Kerry out of the championship that makes that makes you unbelievable favourites, which is probably fair enough. But um, I'd be honest, with you, when the, the start we got and um, the space that Quinlivan and Sweeney got um, to get those points early on. I felt from early on that we were, were going to win it. And I always, I always felt beforehand that we had a great chance of winning. So, um, But when you can see those guys against Liverpool and struggle to win the match, but these guys were in, were in the game early. And you mentioned earlier Brian Fox, like, you know, what a warrior for Tip. You know, Philip Austin came on to score a point. Brilliant servants for, for Tip. So, um, just just a great, great day. And it's, it's nice, it's nice for us to, you know, we're not reading papers this morning to saying that Tip fluked it or there was a sending off or there was, you know, a crazy goal. Tip winners on merit. And that's 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 the most pleasing point of it, that we went out, we played good football. Again, we left Cork in for, for long periods of the game. But to win it playing football and to win it deservedly was, you know, was, was special as well. I think the one thing from my perspective that I, could, uh, that I identified that, that struck me about the two teams winning yesterday, especially Tipperary, was one, the obvious emotion. And we touched on that about after so long. But two, the humble nature of all the players, and it's not to, you know, try and plumage them either, because they would have had every right, in my opinion, to come out yesterday and go, you know what, none of you gave us a, a chance. But it was very much a case of we're all in this together and what matters is the fellas around us. Is that not to be kind of glib or cliche, but is that brotherhood the reason that does brought them even closer together and maybe drove them on. Well, that's the everyday life of being a tip footballer, Pierce, you know, and I, you know, I, I have no problem saying that. It's you're written off every time, um, you know, and that's it's a dangerous animal that's been written off. And, and tip, you know, these guys have and under David Power and David has been involved with them at minor level and under and under twenty one level, you know. So they've they've built up a strong bond, and you could see that like they're great friends off the field, you know. Back in my day, back in our day, you know, you'd, clubs you'd be flaking and pucking the head off each other, you know, on the field to play, and you, you know, you mightn't talk to lads for for weeks or months, and there was massive rivalry. But these guys are great friends, you know, genuinely great friends, and you can see that when they when they go out in the field, and like they've given us some special days um, over the last five or six years that that we we'll never forget. Um, but you know, they're they're humble guys. We're used to being kicked, you know. We're used to being knocked, and deservedly so at times. You know, you, you have to get criticism when, when things aren't going well. But um, you could see the whole, you know, what the whole historic events over the weekend meant to meant to the lads. Like we, 
I won't say we were drip fed this in school and all that about Bloody Sunday, but to see the to see the documentary during the week, it kind of drove home, you know, what exactly went on, and we learned more and more and more as we, as we went through the week and getting closer to the to the game. So I would imagine those guys when they saw the the, the Michael Hogue Benford jersey hanging on the hangers in in Parky Keeve, um, going into the dressing room on on Sunday, I, I you know I don't think there was anything going to be said or anything going to be done to stop them winning the, winning the game. So. They're a close knit bunch. They're, you know, they they stick together. They take the they take the slack together. They take the wins together. And you know, you don't get to an All Ireland semi final this year and also in 2016 by by being mugs. So they're they're a special bunch. And just to touch on there, you, you mentioned about the Bloody Sunday commemorations, and it was it was something that was existing right throughout the, the country. But I suppose, as you mentioned, there's particular significance when it comes to Tipperary. Conor Sweeney mentioned after the game that it was something that they parked early on yeah. when they were still coming up to the game. But from a supporter's point of view, is it something that sits with you? It, it is. It is because, you know, it's... Like, I'm from South Tipperary, you know, Grange Mokler, where Michael Hogan is from, it's only 10 miles over the road, you know. So, it, it is... It's Obviously, it's, 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 it's historical, number one, but it, it's just... When it's so close to you... Um, you hear of it every. It comes up in every year, obviously, um, in anniversaries and all that. And I suppose 2020 was always in the back of Tipperary people's minds. Um, I suppose we we didn't realise we were going through a pandemic the same year, but it was always going to be a special occasion, regardless if we won, lost, or draw. It was going to be marked, and it was it, there was big celebrations. Like Seamus McCarthy, my old football manager, great friend of mine, was the chairman of this committee. That special things arranged. And that's a pity to see all. All that go by the wayside in in in, in a way, you know. But um, I suppose as as supporters and as as Tipperary people, as Tipperary football people, you would be conscious of the whole fact. Um, you know, to see the jerseys changed to the green and white was 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 a was a uh, fitting tribute to to the man because if people died in the died for in those jerseys for for the cause, you know. So, um, but Conor Sweeney was a hundred hundred percent right in saying that they had to park it. You know, if they got caught up in the in the, the euphoria of all this and and um, getting caught up and you, you lose focus and they were conscious of that so that just shows you the manner of what you're dealing with with Conor Sweeney as well that you know he, two weeks ago he told them listen we need to calm down after beating Limerick we're, we're, we're in a monster final and we need to drive this on so glad it worked out and, is it, and we there was one leader in Conor Sweeney but obviously you mentioned him as well there David Power the, the leader on the sideline Describe to me what kind of man, what kind of reputation does he have around Tipperary? Because he just seems to have bringing this team on leaps and bounds. Yeah, I suppose like I said he he started the, the ball rolling with the development squads, you know, and, and there's not too many twenty mid twenty year olds would put their hand up to do that. You know, he did it, you know, obviously free time volunteering like any of us did. Um and to to um see the fruits of it, like I said to so early on in two thousand eleven. So there was always something special going to happen and and he built up a bond with with this group of players and you know I said it's easy to see he, he's brilliant at you know delegating he's a great organizer gets great people around him you know so it's 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 pro- and he'll, he'll be the first to tell you it's not a a one-man show either you know obviously there's, there's great backroom team there and previous managers I mentioned there Seamus McCarthy you know John Evans Peter Creed and Tom McGlinchey back in my time you know um Liam Kearns a lot of work being put in, and you know, Dave will be the first to admit that like they're, they're stepping stones to to what happened yesterday as well. And, and I think that's important that you know he he's not one to take it all, you know, take all the the praise and 
and, and, and glory himself. He, you know, he, he he's very honest and very humble. Yeah, and it was that came across yesterday and tremendously and from him. And the, another man I noticed with him, I hope you indulge me, from a Dublin perspective, I noticed Paddy Christie alongside. <laughs> yeah. And I'd be interested if you know, like, what kind of impact he's had because his reputation, certainly in Dublin, is massive. And if he's had, has he had similar impact on Tipperary? Oh, definitely. He's like, he's a, he was a huge sign. So, yeah, he, he was a huge sign of yours, you know. Uh, to get Paddy on board, you know, we, we've all seen the documentary of Paddy with, with what he was done in Ballymon and to the schools. And again, like David, that's like, that's unheard of, you know, that someone would take that on, on their shoulders at such such a young age as well. Um, but Paddy, like everyone knows, anyone that knows Paddy knows, like he's he's a simple guy. He does he does the basics right. He he, I suppose he instills confidence and instills um, the basics, getting them right, doing things right, organizing yourself, getting prepared. You know, and I like I know Paddy well, and you know he's he's a special guy. He's he's a real special guy, and I'm I'm delighted for him. Doesn't like the limelight, you know. You know, a lot of people probably in Dublin probably doesn't don't even know he's he's involved in him, and that's the that's the kind of guy that's the kind of guy he is. But you know, I'm delighted delighted for him because again, there's there's no there's no bells and whistles with him. He's just down to earth, get on with the job, do your job, and I think the lads respond immensely to him. You know, like who wouldn't? You know, imagine you know you're you're being coached by by Paddy Christie, and you're, I can imagine the words of wisdom that he'd be passing on to to our young guys. So that's that's invaluable. And just looking forward now, the tremendous achievement, their big reward is a day out in Crow Park. Well, in, we think it's going to be in Crow Park, but the conversation about where the venue is yeah. going to be. Firstly, actually, from, from your perspective, there was talk yesterday about Dublin and Cavan being moved out of Crow Park. Would you like to see Tip Mayo moved out of Crow Park? No, no, no. Crow, Crow Park all day. That's that's where we dream, you know, myself. You dream of playing there. And I think our lads, I think our lads would... Um, respond well you know but again we've been here before Pierce. you know this this is not something new to to the tip lads you know so personally yesterday was so so special that these guys need to they need to um celebrate whatever way to do it they need to celebrate they need their few days to 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 let this sink in because at the end of the day like we're in bonus territory now because you know we got to the 2016 semi-final but we hadn't we hadn't won the monster title so now that we've the monkey off the back, this is this is incredible. And you know, is anyone is any team going to beat the Dubs? I hope so. But you know, so this this could be a free shot for 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 Tip and Mayo just to get to an All Ireland final to get a crack at the Dubs. Cavan obviously have a big big task ahead of them. You know, if Tip had drawn Dublin, you know, you'd, you'd be you'd be devastated as well. You know, but Cavan have no fear either. They're like Tip yesterday. It's it was a huge win. So. Um, but going definitely, I go back to your point there. I think you know it, it has to be maybe there's merits in Cavan there is obviously, but they should be asked. They should, I suppose, get the get the, the option. But as regards Tip and Mayo, I think you know I think it has to be Copark. And in terms of Mayo, just finally, the challenge that they pose. There have been a team that have been there thereabouts for the last couple of years. James Horn has come back in. Where do you think Tipperary could exploit? to the in, in terms of trying to get the win i don't i don't think we've any chance i don't think we're <laughs> we're going to be beaten handy um you know this like in 2016 i suppose we've 
we we came out of Crow Park that day and we, we all said and we'd, we'd have been in our bonds about Robbie Kiley getting a, a black card you know uh, we're down to 14 men after seven or eight minutes and we said it ruined the game but the performance tip gave after that was you know was exceptional and you know we were not out of our depth which which is always encouraging for us because you don't know when you get that far you know how how, how we're going to deal with it or or could we cope with the big guys and we, we were at, we were super that day but obviously five years on or four years on mayor in transition as well as 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 Tipper too, you know, um, James Warren has thrown in six, seven, eight young guys, you know, into this, and they're just full of running. So it's going to be a different dynamic for for Tip. Um, we bust, we bust the game against um, Cork. Can we do that against uh, Mayo? You know, huge men, huge players, Killian O'Connor and Aidan O'Shea inside in, in the full forward line. Can we stop that? Again, it's a different, going to be a different dynamic for our full back line because. Yesterday was all about Cork going laterally, and they weren't really posing any threats to our full forward line. So Mayo, Mayo are, are, you know, a serious threat up there. And on the flip side of that, they can Mayo handle Sweeney and Quinlivan. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see who'll get the the matchups right. So then it boils down to the third of the field, and can we break even and can we get the breaks and keep us on the front foot? So I think it's going to be a great game because both teams will, will go at it, you know, and and that's been a even the two games yesterday, Cavan and Tip both went at it, both went for the win and, and got Donegal and Cork flustered early on and they didn't know how to how to um, compose themselves and get themselves back on track. So it's going to be great. Tip will definitely go for it. There's no there's no doubt about it. There's going to be no nerves or no hang-ups here. I, I would imagine they're going to go for this. And why, and why not? And I think Mayo will be the, Mayo will be the same. Like they have a lot of young lads. The only thing with the younger guys, we saw what happened with Cork yesterday they had 822 two-year-olds playing big ask when you're playing against experienced men so like maybe who would have thought we'd be at this stage who would have thought we'd have football and to be in our learn semi-final three weeks before christmas in crow park is you know dreams and why not dream again of getting to the, the 19th of december so um hopefully it goes well hopefully like we have jack kennedy to come back from a hamstring injury so Hopefully he can be available. And other than that, if we get a team bill of health, you know, it'll be great. I think that's a great place to leave it. As usual, you can catch us all on social media platforms and podcast applications, where be sure to leave us a rating. Or if you have any questions, do drop us a question. And special thanks, though, goes to my very much to my guest. Thanks for joining us this evening, Declan. Cheers, Pierce. Appreciate that.